Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Oh, listeners, I've had a day of it, I tell you. Delayed on my flight. We even got out onto the tarmac, about to take off on the runway, hello. And then they came over the speakers and said, oh, we're actually going to... Because we had to wait on the on the runway for a little bit, because don't know. Um, and they said, we're actually going to go over the allocated hours for the crew on this plane. So we have to go back now and we have to get you a new crew. Uh, so we'll get you sorted a new crew and off we'll go. I mean, excuse me. How does one find a new crew? I was like, that's not going to happen quickly. Anyway, so what happens is the airline agree to... They put you in a hotel for the night. So I am in a hotel that is basically on the runway. I'm looking at my window, which is about the size of a postage stamp, which is also at the end of like a long, dark outdoor corridor. So it's not really a window. And I can see the runway. I can see building work. What else can I see? Tons of planes. Funny that. Anyway, so this is at Mikasa for the next 24 hours. Uh, I appear to be on the frat party floor. My my hallway is like lots of young people smoking loads of weed. It's a delightful smell to make your air... Now, what have I got for breakfast here? I've got Air, air One Overnight Oats. If anyone um, has heard of Air One, Air One is this supermarket, which only in America... Let me just have a sip of this coffee. I shan't slurp. Air One is a supermarket, but it's like, uh, I don't know what, we don't really have anything like it. Like everything is organic. Everything is like displayed beautifully. It's sort of like being in an Apple store for food. There you go. Um, and it's spelled E-R-E-W-H-O-N, Air One. You would have thought it'd be more catchy. These days, everything is called like Simply or Bubbly or Bringly. This would have been supermarketly if I'd been involved, but maybe that's why it's doing well, because I'm not. Anyway, so I went on Uber Eats and got myself, because I'm in, I'm basically in the middle of nowhere, because airports are in the middle of nowhere. So I had to get some food delivered to me. So I've got myself a lovely overnight oats, I've got myself a lovely coffee, and I'm very much ready to talk to talk to you all from my, uh, my little 24-hour jaunt in the um, Hilton LAX. And what can I tell you? That's a squeaky chair I'm sitting on. I've got a huge bed. Tell me you're 40 without telling me you're 40. I'm travelling with my own pillow, listeners. So uh, I got a, like a neck support pillow. And I'm just going to say, they are life-changing. It sorts your neck out. Um, Well, it sorts my neck out. So I packed that to bring with me. Anyone else got essentials that they have to travel with? It's something I've actually got from my mother. But my mum travels with like this pillow that's sort of like a, a thousand years old squashy thing, which to be honest, if you rolled up 
four pairs of pants and put it in a sack. I didn't think it would be any different. Whereas this thing that I'm, I've got is like a support thing. And it's sorted my neck right out. Because I've got terrible posture, you see. I blame all the years of being at school and trying to duck when um, people were playing football near me and I was ducking in horror. I've also got a late announcement, which I'm sure which will fascinate you all, is I'm an Apple AirPod convert. I got some Apple AirPods and I have realised that I have spent the past five years with a tangle of wires hanging around my neck that needn't have been there. How does everyone else find them? I think they're a bit funny for phone calls, but for listening to music and listening to podcasts, they are absolutely wonderful. I've actually been listening to a lovely podcast, the Roger Deakins podcast. He is a cinematographer and he's a really nice, really nice man. He did ama- He's done tons of amazing films films like 1917 and he does all the Coen Brothers movies. He did Blade Runner, No Country for Old Men. That's what I've been listening to. And then what else have I been doing? I've been watching you all reacting online to the Grammys. Kim Petras being the first trans woman to win a Grammy. Life-changing. And I loved that Sam got her to take the award. I thought it was really classy. So that was cool. Beyonce won, has won more Grammys than anyone else in the history of time, which I thought was wonderful. Obviously. Honey Dijon on the red carpet looked amazing. Lots of good queer representation. So it was great to see. I haven't watched the Sam Smith performance yet. Sam and Kim um, performance yet. So that is something I need to sit down. Maybe I'll do it with my Air One coffee after I've spoken to you lot. But yeah, then there's this guy on Instagram called It's J, just the letter J, M-A-I-N-E, Maine. And he shares songs that he thinks sounds like other songs. And But he's really sweet. And um, I love him. But he did this poll saying, does anyone care about the Grammys anymore? And basically, everyone said no. And I was like, hmm. That's really interesting because I felt that actually lots of people cared about the Grammys this year. It felt very different. The past few years, I feel like it's come back. But maybe it's because I'm more into the music. Don't know. Beyonce did not win Album of the Year. Apparently, she's never won Album of the Year. So, quite honestly, if you can't win with Beyonce's output, what what can you do? Here's a question for you. Does Rihanna go to the Grammys even though she's not releasing music? Did she just go and sort of be there or is that something that she wouldn't do i don't know whether she was there or not i could easily google these things but why not we can have a chat about it now um i'm traveling this week so we don't have an interview as you probably noticed because i've just given you a really long-winded explanation of where i am and what i'm doing um not many guests in the hilton lax so i've discovered to my shock and horror did have a lovely chat with sam the uh uber eats driver who dropped off my air one thing but I don't think he was a member of the LGBT community and therefore I didn't feel it was quite right for it to be the episode. So this week we are re-rewinding to one of my favourite episodes ever, chatting to the inimitable Sue Perkins. It's me and Alan, uh, when me and Alan were hosting the show together. So that's what's coming up. It's a brilliant chat. Have you caught up with last week's episode with historian Eric Savini? Queer historian, what a nice man. Um, Putting the phone down. I'm just going to try... This overnight oats while we're talking. I know I'm not, you're not going to hear me eat it. I just want to try it. It's overnight oats with blueberries. Oh my God, that's delicious. Anyway, I felt such a warm glow after speaking to Eric and I still have it. Some people just are good eggs, aren't they? And think of all the stuff that we're learning. I feel like I'm learning because of just following him on Instagram. 
the kindness and turning probably what wasn't some great experiences in his life growing up. He was talking about not having many friends into something really positive. Beautiful stuff. So if you haven't listened, please have a listen. Now we've got big news. This is a dream come true that has been in the works for some time. On the 22nd of February, write that in your diaries. I hope you use paper diary. If not, go to your iCal. Homo Sapiens is hosting a live interview marathon to raise money for Stonewall. And the lineup is absolutely... We've literally just got all your faves. We've got Joe Lysett, we've got Jesse Ware, and we've got Daniel Fox. Daniel Fox, look up Daniel Fox on Instagram. Daniel is so funny, does brilliant um, impressions and characters, I suppose, makes quick characters. Uh, have a look at all of Daniel's stuff. And they're going to be prize giveaways. Go to the Instagram to find out what they are. But can I just say, Joe, Jesse, Daniel, amazing prizes. And breaking news, it's completely free. And it's online. So it's an online thing. I'm, I'm explaining this beautifully. It's an online thing. You can do it in your pants from home. You get free tickets. Joe likes it being funny. Jesse Ware being funny. Daniel Fox being funny. And, and maybe me being funny. It really depends. Depends if I've, you know, got out the right side of bed. Please sign up. We're trying to raise money. We're trying to have a nice time. I like to join the two. Last week, it was time to talk day. And we asked you all what, as an LGBTQ plus person, you find difficult to talk and open up about. And you messaged him with such lovely, lovely honesty, I suppose. Honesty and vulnerability, which is just the one. It's my favourite thing. Uh, things that feel like queer key cliches, says Lena. Jock says anxiety and depression. Jason Van Hamburg says mental health outcomes within a family environment. Herbie, referring to my boyfriend as my boyfriend, especially in a work context. Herbie, yeah, understood. Then unlikely dad says not a lot. My bestie there is there for every single topic. Nothing's off the table. It's great when you've got a friend like that, isn't it? I mean, maybe your friend could come on and talk to us all. Uh, unlikely dad, who is Tom Cox, who's been on the podcast, as you may recall. EH says it's hard to talk about being a queer person with dyslexia and autism. And Sean Bean says sex. Not the Sean Bean, I don't think. I don't know what Sean Bean, the Sean Bean is feelings around sex. Steph says feeling other in almost every situation as a queer, single, by choice, childless woman. Then Fletcher got onto a whole thread about being a single gay man in my 40s and being lonely. And then a few people got in touch talking about being lonely. And um, I think that's really interesting that you all connected on that because then you all started talking on Instagram to each other. Let me have a little read. Yeah, totally feeling lonely, says Gemma. As a 40-year-old new in town, it's hard to find other lesbians my age because all the queer groups and events are targeted at young people or frequented by gay men only. Well, that's because us gay men will turn up to anything. And then Hammer Dazzler said, I'm 48. I'm not lonely because my dog this age can be lonely if you still have hope in humanity. This age should provide wisdom as to knowledge that people are full of shit and not needed in your life. Find contentment away from humans. It's the only way to avoid insanity. And then Jack said, my experience on apps just tells me how lonely we are. So many lonely men and the loneliness remains unspoken and veiled by requests to hook up. Interesting what you say there, Jack. Uh, and veiled uh, loneliness being veiled by requests to hook up. I think what I have found in the evolution of my understanding is that that can be the case sometimes, but also it cannot be the case. And I think we, someone, was it on this podcast? I think it was, maybe not. We were saying like, it's really hard to know if that's, Hookup culture is liberation or loneliness type thing. Yeah, you know, it depends. I actually never hooked up with people when I was lonely. Uh, I tried to marry them. Um, I'm not talking about my husband, but as in like, 
I was lonely and I wanted a long-term relationship. I wanted comfort. I probably wanted heteronormative normality. But I'm through that now, let me tell you. Oh, and said, Rob said, talking to straight therapists, if you have to explain so many small things first. Well, Rob, you know, welcome to queerness. It's Dallas Ditchwater on occasion. Chi says, oh dear, queer single childless woman's feelings really resonate with me. So everybody's then getting in touch. Vish, completely agree. My 40s single and feeling lonely. Glad this was picked up. Lots of people mentioning the thing in their 40s. You know, I think let's expand on that. Let's look at how to connect people who feel that things aren't built for them in some ways. This has all been really interesting. And thank you for everyone for sharing all these time to talk things. We're going to be tailoring our episodes to talk about these things that have come up. And next week, even, John Paul Brammer is uh, coming on the show. He is the person behind the world-famous Agony Uncle advice column, Ola, H-O-L-A, Papi. He is so brilliant. And we actually cover themes that have been mentioned here. So first things first, we're already solving everybody's woes uh, in a heartbeat. Uh, So that's coming up next week, and we'll be more information on that later. Right, let's go have a lovely chat with Sue. This is just all sorts of lovely. Actually, I remember when we did this interview, and then people started talking about it in the papers, didn't they? Because poor Sue got a homophobic uh, hate crime, which she very, you know, nobly shared with us. Anyway, it's a really lovely chat. And um, nice to hear Alan's voice again, no? Here we go. I found a curious liberation once I'd crossed the threshold. Of 50, yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, so at the end of September, I became 50. And the, for the six months before, I was almost entirely unbearable. Really? The sh- I was I had classic, you know, lowest grade, entry level, sort of midlife crisis. Really? Yeah. I, did, I wanted to be somebody who just didn't behave the way that everyone else behaved. I wanted to sort of, I'm going to run contrary to the narrative. No, I just suckered straight into that. <laughs> what am I for? What am I about? Really? Oh, yeah. And well, then I had a party, got hammered. Couldn't give a shit after that. It's absolutely like <laughs> business as usual. Really? <laughs> Trot just, on. Nothing seems as bad as it seems yes, before. Yes, it was the apprehension of... And yeah. I don't know, culturally, maybe we're sort of hardwired to sort of reflect in these big moments. I think so. birthdays with a zero on the end yeah. are by na- their very nature contemplative mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, probing. Uh, yes. And they should. I think it's a good thing to do that every now and Why then not? in your life. stock take. Did you probe <clears> 50? Oh, we big time. I would hope so. <laughs> it would have been a great loss if you hadn't. <laughs> I probe as often as I can. What is a? What do you think it is that brings you to a crisis? I never. I don't think normally I'd have one. I think mm. it is exactly that the sort of cultural, the cultural pressures, the subconscious mm. cultural pressures to examine on birthdays with the knots at the end. Mm. Yeah. I agree. And we're like sheep or lemmings or whatever the appropriate animal would be. We just follow, you know, however countercultural I wish to be and exciting and mm. off the beaten track. Nope. Just plum fell into it. What did you do at 40? Another one. Another one of those. Cri- I remember, I, yes, I, I sort of detonated my life at 40, walked out of a big relationship rather stupidly. And then just remember wandering very drunk on the heath at around about five in the morning and encountering a hedgehog and cradling it like a newborn. Really? Yeah, in a slightly altered state. Yeah, just wow. stepped out. Just, it was Slowly just, singing happy birthday to yourself. Just, well, I, I thought you were going to see something else. No, a cradle or hedgehog. Oh, I mean, that would have been interesting. I might have still sold that story. Um, 30, yeah, same. They've all been big sort of seismic 
almost like I feel I should, even if, even if big things aren't naturally evolving, I feel I should, something seismic yeah. should be. I, I totally agree. And you said, did, so do you regret leaving the relationship when you're 40? Yeah, leaving it in that manner, I think, you know, certainly. I think mm. you just, the, you know, often things end, but you can manage a better ending than the did one you, I did, managed. Did you just like freak out and walk away? Yeah, I just think so. I just, what so am you I feel you behaved a bit badly? Mm? No, I didn't behave particularly badly. I wasn't, there wasn't sort of, no, not like that. Just, just sort of slightly cavalier with another person's heart. Mm. You know, oh, just I a bit know. like, I need to be, go and do, you know, be somebody else and do mm. some other things and... Are you still friends? We are. Well, that's good then. Yeah. I'm pretty much friends with... I hope to be friends with pretty much everybody. What's the point? Well, all your exes, you mean? Yeah. Life's too short. Yeah, I like, I like to be... I have, a, I have several that I'm very friendly with. There's a couple that are not so good. Yeah. What is your... What is your... Do you, are you from... Have a religious background? I was brought up a Catholic. I could... I, I knew it! Of course. I knew it! Yes. It's no great surprise. No. <laughs> So, um, the first time I ever kissed a boy, or kissed anyone, in fact, I was about seven, and it was under an enormous statue of the Virgin Mary. Oh, my wow. God, that's enormous. great. I mean, of course, now, if I saw it, the scale would probably wouldn't be that huge, but yeah. it felt enormous. That's so funny. And Sister Mary Dorothy was less than pleased. Oh. And everything was hugely... Just after that happened, somebody uh, cracked their head open. You know, when you're at school, someone, they would always say, they've cracked their head open. It just basically meant they'd fallen. Yes. But I had this image that I'd done this thing... And then suddenly someone had fallen and they'd cr- oh. and I imagine the head splitting like, you know, in that kind of earthquake situation, or, you know, and, and, and this huge because tectonic of the, plates of the head. The terrible you know. sinful energy that had emitted yeah. from your mouth. Not because of me and a boy. It's not, it wasn't the genesis of gayness, but just like, <laughs> oh, this is the perfect Catholic storm. This is exactly how you right. want me to feel. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just, it's been, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was um, very early doors, educated by nuns. Really? Proper old nuns and Proper old nuns and wimples and everything. And then my, my dad had been brought up by, um, I'd been educated by monks. And I came home one day and I was holding my hand and he said, what's up? And I said, oh, I, they smacked my hand because I'm left-handed. And my dad went in and had a word. Because my dad's hands were so gnarled from where he'd been absolutely hammered by not for he was right handed but anytime mm. he did something wrong they'd take the side of a ruler and absolutely go for it on his knuckles all the Ooh. kids and sort of brutalise them and I think he was sort of it, that was the wake up call of I don't want this for my own mm. kids so I yeah I, I um, then went to another school short, shortly after that but my, my early genesis was in that Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
talking of um, Catholicism, I have a confession. Mm-hmm. When many, many years ago I came on your late lunch show, I said that my friend Sue's cat had died and you were very nice about it and she hadn't. I just said that as a joke to make my friend Sue laugh. Oh, I'm going to have to think about what the penance would be for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is interesting about penance. Do we have... I wouldn't want violence. For me, I, <laughs> the simple question I'd ask at this point would be, the longer that it's taken for you to confess the sin, does the, the, the penance augment over time? Maybe. So That's if you'd said that to me a week later, I might have given you a Hail Mary. But now, I mean, that was... We were young. I was, that was like in the mid-90s. Yeah, I was super young. You're going to be... You're going to be absolutely hammering that rosary. That's what I'm saying. I think it was a suitable. Thing. <laughs> Why did you say, so I was nice. At least I was nice. Yeah. So I said yeah. we were chatting. Story where I don't look bad. No, no, yeah. not at all. So we're eating, eating the thing, you know, that, that we'd been that we'd made. I can't remember what it was, and uh, and yeah, chatting, you know, yeah. obviously you were there, you know. And then I and I my friend and we had this joke. My friend Sue, and my friend Andrew, and I we had this joke because when she was, she had a. <laughs> She had a cat called Chloe who died, but like 20 years before that. I mean, like when she was like a teenager. Yeah. Right. But it was like she was really upset with this. And it was just a joke between Andrew and Sue. Then I came along and I, we picked, I picked it up and we just always said, Oh, did you, did, did, when did Chloe die? I'm so sorry. And like, you know, she was like, Stop it. So, uh, I knew she was watching. Was it live? Yeah. Yeah. So I knew she was watching and I said, I said, Oh, can I just, you know, so thanks very much for coming. I went, oh, can I just say my friend Sue, her cat Chloe died today. So, and you went, oh, Sue, we hope you feel better, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, <laughs> so, so bratty. No, it's good. Was that your big break, you, you and... Yeah, um, I guess met. I guess so. And we'd had some little breaks before. Were so you stand up? So you were a stand up comedian co- co- duo? Yeah, we did mainly, when we started, we had no, we, so I met... Mel at college and she was doing languages and would sporadically disappear to Bologna to do sort of very intense, <laughs> you know, sort of uh, workshops in Italian. And then when we both graduated, we we had we couldn't really get any work because uh, well, the only thing I knew about was Renaissance literature and the only thing she knew about was some really weird sort of oldy worldy Italian shit. <laughs> so we thought, oh, we'll just do some sketch comedy. And we left it really late to do Edinburgh. So we ended up um, getting a 10am slot in a very shit venue and one wow. person came to see it who didn't take their rucksack off the entire show <laughs> just sat at that angle imagine that so you're just looking at the top of their head doing this sort of and it's just one person shot. in the audience yeah. and in the middle of it she sort of got out a small map and opened it up to reveal a large map of Edinburgh I think she realised she was in the wrong venue folded it up and then just went so oh yeah. my god so we did that for a bit and then so we got a bit of traction here and there and we used to do lots of silly voices so we made a sort of eked out a bit of a living doing voiceovers uh, voice and stuff and I remember there was one very strange one I did where I was the beginning of video games early doors and they just asked me to play a Russian and this Russian was sort of leather clad and I had to just do a series of noises of her kicking or being kicked, which out of context sounded pervy <coughs> yeah. and wrong. Sort of, hey, you know, lots of those sort of Tekken kind of noises. And then lots of sort of lingering ones that were just basically sort of just porn. And um, we got... Uh, but our big break, I suppose we had a few bits and bobs. Well, that was your big break. Oh, that big break first, of course, yes. Well, no, the, for us it was... Mark, but French and Saunders were really pivotal for us. Were they? They were, We did French and Saunders first. We, we wrote for them. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I so see. they just saw some claptrap that we'd done on, on, the, on the telly, and it was a, a character piece. And they liked some of our characters, and they'd seen us in Edinburgh. 
And they just invited us over one day and said, do you want to write for us? So we, we Not wrote... the 10 o'clock f- slot, yes or... No, we graduated to sort of maybe mid-afternoon. Yeah. We were, you Jennifer know, riding there. never takes her backpack off, turns out. Yeah. <laughs> do you game plan in any way or do you just do what feels good right now? Because between you and Mel, like, do you meet up and say, let's do something together next or let's do, I'm going to do my own thing? Or you just... No, it's really sort of, again, it's almost that thing of if anyone looks at me twice, if anyone, you know, iconic stuff comes in and then you think, I think I was so grateful for such a long time I'd do everything and that mm-hmm. leads you to some pretty dark spaces uh, and some creative cul-de-sacs. Mm-hmm. And then the older I've got, I've thought, I've said the power of no has been very profound. Mm. So I actually don't want to do that. I don't want to spend my time doing that. Mm. Um, but equally saying yes to things that perhaps wouldn't, were, would have been very uh, easy passes in my early years. Like I do a lot of traveling now, I make a lot of travel docs and I go mm. all the way around the world and see really weird stuff and painful stuff. And I just wouldn't have been ready to do that even 10 years ago, I don't think. Mm. Just didn't want to get on a plane, didn't want to. Do you go to it. therapy? Yeah. Every I, week. Have you been going for a long time? Yeah, with the odd break. But I mean, con- sort of almost consistently for eight years, I'd say now. I wouldn't be surprised if it's something that I do for the rest of my life. Oh, I'm totally doing mm. that. And not because, I, I mean, people say, oh, it's not working then. And I find that really annoying. Oh, no. I know. I hate that. I think therapy is like going to the gym for your mm. mind. Yeah. I think it's everyone it. should do it. And also, why would therapy stop when I carry on evolving? Exactly. Mm-hmm. When do you stop? When do you stop yearning for... I think that's quite a gay thing, though, a gay psyche, like questing, questing, questing. Well, yeah, what do you think that is? I don't know. I always... Somebody asked me about it once on stage. I do quite a lot of ad-libby stuff. I, I improvise a lot and I like it. Mm. And I just remember, they were saying, what do you think the gay identity is? And I said, I don't really know what you're... It's that spectrum thing we were talking about. There's no such thing, really. Mm. But it, sometimes for me, it's like, you simultaneously want to be the rare butterfly that's outside and is just free and dazzling and kind of curious and un, un, undefinable. But then you also want to be inside with everybody else. And mm. you, know, you oscillate. The moment I feel accepted and sort of very culturally and sort of it's culturally normal i want to be transgressed part of me wants to be naughty then and transgressive and then the moment you're transgressive and people and let's face it you know homophobia is on the rise mm-hmm. you know the moment that starts to kick up again you want to be inside and you mm-hmm. come on one love guys we're all the same mm-hmm. and i and i don't know if that's just me or if that is part of a more universal sort of sense of yeah i mean so I, it's really you, interesting. I don't know if you you guys feel that but i do and i because today i went back to where i grew up funnily enough Southfields near Wimbledon and I went there and still in the hairdressers is the photo of this old school hairdressers is this photo of this guy who was literally part of my sexual awakening it's like that photo has been there since the 80s what? of like this guy I took a photo of him that's amazing um, he's still there he's still there it's the beauty of radio um <laughs> You have to put it on a website or something I'll, so people can see I'll it. Yes, tweet it. No, let's That's see it. Let's see it. I want to see it. Yeah, want to see okay. it. But so, isn't that extraordinary? Like he's frozen in time. And yeah, so but I was there, and I was like, and what it is, I feel like what the version of what you're saying that I can really relate to is like, I don't want those people to welcome me in because they never welcomed me in. I think that's what I feel. When you're saying that, it's like, I want to be part of this. But actually, then when they make you part of it, it's like, actually, no, I don't want to be with you lot. You never let me in before. I'm going to go over there. So I feel like I ping pong back and forth. Mm. But it's, it's, it's but I suppose we cottoned on maybe to identity politics. Very early on. Very early yeah. on. Right, that's the end of part one. What a lovely chat. Part two's on the feed. Go get it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.